Hello and welcome to Light in the Darkness. This is Darren. Not really the voice you're expecting to hear or used to hear, but I am the new member on the team. So big shout out and thank you to Red. I appreciate his teaching. I appreciate his integrity to God's word and all things to do with eschatology. Just a quick introduction recording here so you guys can get to know me a little bit. I'll be doing some teachings and stuff along the way, and you'll still get the pleasure of having Red's teachings as well, so we'll just be given more content. But anyway, my wife and I were uh, going to a local church, and through this whole pandemic thing, they kind of changed the way they were doing. We kind of weren't feeling real comfortable, so we had the pleasure of taking a road trip to California to Chino Hills, Pastor Jack Hibbs, and had Jan Markell's uh, Behold He Comes conference. And when we walked in this huge church down there and people were just fellowshipping and worshiping and we got to sit through a whole day of, of great teaching, we just thought, you know, this is what we need. This is what we're missing. So when we came home, we did a search and come across Calvary Mac. In McMinnville. So an added bonus to that was that they said, hey, we have a Tuesday night eschatology thing. So we went to that. And I have to say the minute that my wife and I walked into that sanctuary and met Red, we just knew something had clicked there and we knew God had brought us that way. And so I'm happy to be a part of this. But yeah, I wanted to give you just an introduction to me and some of my eschatology stuff. I started years back, not as far as Red, but uh, back in the days of when Hal Lindsey was the, the big one. And I found that a lot of people in the church weren't really interested in that eschatology stuff. And I see that even now. However, the times we're living in and the way the world's going, I'm starting to see some people wake up and, and question what's going on. So. But I'm often asked, why eschatology? What's so big about that? Well, depending on who you ask, about a fourth to a third of the Bible is prophetic. And that's really, you know, a lot of, of what this is, of the Bible prophecy and, and stepping through history, but then the end times, the eschatology part. So that that's why. And, and God put it in there to an, encourage. We read in Revelation 1, verses 1 through 3, says this is a revelation Jesus Christ which gave God gave him to show his servants things which must shortly take place and he sent and signified it by his angel to his servant John who bore witness to the word of God and to the testimony of Jesus Christ to all things that he saw blessed is he who reads and those who hear the words of this prophecy and keep those things which are written in it for the time is near. And I think as we look around, we see that, yes, the time is near, and it's drawing to a close real quick. So I think it was definitely in there to encourage Christians. We know that God's in control. We can look at his word. We can look at past fulfillment of prophecies. And we know that the, the way he's fulfilled the past prophecies, he's going to fulfill the future. It's also to warn Christians. I love a, a quote that Jan Markell always says, that, and I know Dr. Ed Heinsohn says it as well, is 
you know, we, we have prophecy in there in the Bible. We have the book of Revelation. And it's not to scare us. It's to prepare us. We know what's coming. So we can we can be on top of it. We can understand it. But we live in a, in a very curious and lost world. And I think as things get continue to, to dive deeper around us and as God's plans falling into place more, it's an opportunity for us to witness to those around us and to be able to explain to them what's going on. Because that truly is the, I think, what the, the urgency for the end time is. We want to we wanna go home to our to see the Father, we want to, as the bride of Christ, we want to go be with Christ. Uh, but also, before that happens, we have a time to, to really share God's word, share the gospel. So I think that's one of the main reasons why we have that sense of urgency. We do not know the time, but the time is near. So some of my uh, things that I go over on eschatology, I... As much as I love it, a hobby of mine been for many years. But I always ask that question, is this really a salvation issue? These discussions on eschatology are not meant to divide the church. They're meant to give us a point of discussion that we can debate and discuss. But at the end of the day, is it really a salvation issue? And what I mean by that is, The way you believe something in the eschatology, is that going to matter whether you're saved or not? You know, we're we're saved by grace through faith. It's because Christ died on the cross. We we recognize that we're sinners. We believe that Christ died for us and and we'll be in communion with him. So that's that's really what it's all about. But it is interesting and and it's good to have these discussions as well. So when you're going through some of these eschatology things, you have to ask yourself, is the Bible clear or does it require heavy interpretation or speculation? Can you look at it and know that what you believe is truth and can you prove that? Or is there room to say, hey, maybe that's not as cut and dry as I think it is and there's possibilities of other beliefs? Some of the things that I go through in the Bible and and are just absolute set in stone for me that I will not waver on because I'm so committed and convicted that they're true. We serve a triune God. He sent his son to die for us on the cross. That's our way of salvation. I believe that Israel is and always will be God's chosen people. I do not even listen to replacement theology. I believe that's a theology that's born in in the pit of hell from Satan himself. And that sounds kind of strong, but that's the way I believe, and I don't apologize. The church is the bride of Christ. We are not his chosen people. We are not Israel. We are the bride of Christ. The tribulation period, time of Jacob's trouble, is all about Israel. When you're going through and studying in times, remember, it's all about Israel. Because of that, it's harder to find. It's very hard to find a, a Gentile like myself who's more committed to Israel than I am. And I'll I will be giving many teachings on Israel. If you're against Israel, 
that's another one that I don't really have much tolerance for. We can discuss it if you're open to discussing truth and facts and, and history and, and Bible. But if you're not open, I'm, I will not compromise. Another one, pre-trib rapture. I've studied that over and over and over through the years. And I don't believe anybody can convince me otherwise. Um, God is not meant for his church to go through and experience his wrath and will be removed before that happens. Because make no mistake, tribulation period is not an inconvenient time that's going to kind of have some difficulties in it. It's a period of God's wrath, and we're not meant for that. I also believe we're in a premillennial age. And when, when I look at some of these things, you know, pre-rapture, pre-millennial, some of those items, it helps me to understand where people, how people take God's word. Is it literal? Is it allegorical? Does it just kind of feel good or you believe it to be true and factual? So that's, I, I believe in a very literal interpretation of the scripture. There are some items that are not so clear. It's kind of interesting. Uh, Red and I have been having a little bit of a discussion, the Psalm 83 war. And when I went back and he kind of questioned and, and threw out some ideas towards it, it made me question my own thoughts. So I went back and started doing more research. And I found that some of the great eschatological teachers that I listened to and have learned a lot from, they're all over the board. Not even they agree. Some even raise the good question, is it truly even a war or is it just a prayer? So that's one that I would not be dogmatic about, but I continue to, to grow and learn about that. The Ezekiel 38-39 war, I, I truly believe it's it's going to be a war. When does it start? Is it pre-trib, mid-trib? That brings to another one. Is there? I believe there's a gap between the time of rapture and the tribulation. How long is that gap? Who knows? Is there really a gap? I, I believe there is, but it's not specified in the scripture how long it is. Same at the other end of the tribulation. How much of a gap will be back there before those final events happen? Doesn't really tell. But that leads me to another one. No date setting. You will never hear me. Well, I can't say that. You may hear me talk about a date for the, the tribulation stuff, but when... When you do hear that, it'll either be sarcasm or joking, because we do not know the day and the hour. We have no idea. And so that is one that's kind of set in stone. Old Testament versus New Testament. I've heard many people talk about how we're New Testament church. We have to believe in the New Testament and live that. I disagree. The New Testament's a fulfillment of the Old Testament. You cannot understand the New Testament without studying the Old Testament and vice versa. If you study the Old Testament and, and help yourself learn the New Testament, well, a good, good understanding foundational knowledge of the New Testament um, will teach you a lot about the Old Testament and a lot of prophecy in there. So I hope that kind of gives you a, an understanding of, of where I'm coming from some of my basic core beliefs. Um, plans moving forward, I'm going to dive into some some teachings. I'm a, I'm a deep diver. My wife says I overthink a lot of things, <laughs> and that's okay. 
sometimes I lay awake at night literally thinking about some of this stuff. So I like I like to be challenged too. So if, if I teach things or say things that you don't necessarily agree with or you have another perspective on, by all means, throw some questions in the comments section. I absolutely love having discussion back and forth. And and if there are questions, I'll, I'll definitely tackle those and, and we can uh, put those on, on the podcast as well. So I'd like to see a lot more interaction such as a, as a Q&A. Moving forward, we're also going to be doing some promotions for the podcast and the gathering. Speaking of which, the gathering. If you're in the McMinnville, Oregon area, 7 p.m. on Tuesdays at Calvary Mac Church on 2nd Street, join us for some fellowship, discussion, and a lot of laughter. Uh, we, we do laugh a lot, but we take God's Word serious. We study it. We learn it. We tear it apart. But we do enjoy our time together. Great questions and discussions. Um, lately, we had some questions come up about, well, uh, shall we say a religious organization that I would not call Christian. Um, and I'm going to start teaching a few things on that starting this Tuesday night. So we're going to look at some other alternative religions and what their beliefs are with respect to end times eschatology. Red's going to keep doing his current events. Love that. He brings in a lot of good relevant headlines that we can discuss. We can relate to the current times and, and prophecy. So that's a, a fantastic time. But after his uh, current events, I'll be doing some of the teachings as well. So that's a, a new thing that we're going to start this Tuesday. But our main purpose, bringing people to faith in Jesus Christ. That's why we're here. We are the bride of Christ. We have our future with him. And we want to share that opportunity with those around us. <clears throat> the time is near. So it is time to really understand this and, and spread his gospel message. So with that, I look forward to seeing you Tuesday night if possible. And also to interacting with you here on light in the darkness. God bless you. And remember, I read the back of the book. Jesus wins, Satan loses. Put your faith and hope in Jesus and look up.